It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like Sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard. Joining me, as always, is Billboard.com Senior Editor Katie Atkinson. Hi, Keith. How are you? Really excited for this special edition of the Pop Shop Podcast. Well, um, yes. (laughs) I am, too. Um, Well, we'll tell you why it's special in just a second, because... The Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts, except for this show. In addition, (laughs) you can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Now, in a typical episode, we would be talking about all those things. But in this episode, we're not. Well, I challenge Keith not to bring up the charts during this special edition. It might come up. <laughs> um, well, on this special installment of the show, we've got an interview with one of our favorite artists and a friend of the podcast, Darren Chris. The singer, actor, and Emmy Award-nominated songwriter stopped by the office last week to talk about his role in the musical Hedwig and the Angry Inch, or as you might say, Hedwig, uh, (laughs) which is playing through November 27th at the Pantages Theater in Los Angeles. Let me tell you the, the other preamble that I always do. Before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode, and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. Um, okay, so Darren Chris, um, it friend of the pod, friend of the podcast. It was so great to have him back uh, here in the office. Uh, you know, he he co-hosted the show back in 2014, um, uh, and that was a, a pretty spectacular episode because he not only co-hosted, but our our special guest in addition to Darren that week was Jimmy Fallon, who had newly charted on the Billboard Hot 100 with, that week with ill with ill and. <laughs> And the and that was the phone conversation where I actually was the first person to tell Jimmy Fallon that he debuted on the Billboard charts, and he was ecstatic. Like he, they they were going for that. He lost and, his mind. Yeah. Um, and then a year later, um, Darren came back uh, via phone to talk about Elsie Fest, which is his big razzle dazzle uh, show tunes celebration festival that he does in New York, um, and they just actually celebrated their second. Uh, show here like two months ago mm-hmm. um and now we lured him back to chat about hedwig um now i haven't actually seen the show so i feel dumb but um <laughs> katie have you seen the show you know i haven't yet um but i have seen the movie 
um, that the 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 show birthed and then or which way did it go was well, it th- it was off broadway then movie or movie then off broadway yeah, i think it was i th- <laughs> i think well quote feel free to research us and we should know this i feel like it was off broadway first in 1998 and then it turned into a movie well the movie is spectacular i saw it um long after it had originally come out and become a cult classic in a movie screening around 2004 um and it's just like the music is so killer mm-hmm. um and the story is so emotional and you know edgy now but like really edgy back then i feel like yeah. you know the idea of gender fluidity is so much more mainstream now it was a super super very subversive back like, then like 2000 exactly yeah. so like you know john cameron mitchell who created the character and the musical and the movie and everything and he, he wrote the book starred in it yeah. and did everything um you know really just created this incredible character and world um, and um, I very vividly remember hearing the song The Origin of Love for the first time in the movie. Ooh, if you like that song, stay tuned later. There's, oh. a, special, there's a special moment. Well, I'm not going to tell you what it Stick is. Stick around. Stick around. But, um, you know, I don't know why I'm bringing up Rufus Wainwright for the second time in as many weeks, but um, Rufus did an amazing cover of this song as well. So, Origin of Love. Origin of Love, yeah. And it's just, it's just such a lush, gorgeous ballad. Um, and, you know, I'm sure Darren kills it on stage as well. Um, so, um, you know, in general, speaking of musical theater and Hedwig, it seems like musical theater is having a really great moment right now. Totally. Or sort of a very extended moment. Um, we talked about this actually a little bit uh, a few weeks ago with Kristen Chenoweth, Mm -hmm. who was on the show, um, because Kristen, of course, starred in Wicked, and she will soon be seen in NBC's live production of Hairspray. And, um, you know, Hamilton is still red hot. Um, Hairspray is going to be on December 7th. Um, we just had Bette Midler on the show, and she's going to be in the revival of Hello, Dolly! next year on Broadway. Um, Josh Groban's on Broadway right now. I and, feel like all you needed to do is watch... was on the podcast. Yes. I feel like all you needed to do is watch the Tonys this year to realize, like how like big and pop culture and mainstream like Broadway and theater and musicals are right now in general. Like James Corden even, you know, hosting a late night show and coming from that world being a Tony winner. A Tony winner. And yeah. uh and just like being, you know, bringing singing into like every episode and um yeah, it's a yeah. great moment. And and you know, I think some of this can also be to a degree traced back to the success of Glee. Um, which Darren starred oh, look on. At full circle. Full circle. <laughs> he, he was the co-star of Glee uh, for a number of years, and that's how most of us became aware of uh, Darren. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now he is on the stage in Los Angeles in Hedwig. Um, you know, he starred in Hedwig and the Angry Itch, uh, Itch, Inch, on Broadway back in 2015, following the show's Broadway debut the previous year with Neil Patrick Harris. The show actually premiered off-Broadway way back in 1998, as we mentioned earlier, and then um, was turned into a movie. Uh, we, I think we have that, that chronology correct. <laughs> uh, feel free to tweet us angrily <laughs> if we got that wrong. Um, now the show is on its first U.S. tour, and it launched in October in San Francisco and then moved to Los Angeles uh, for the month of November. Uh, tickets are available now through HedwigBroadway.com. That's H-E-D-W-I-G Broadway.com. Um, and Darren will be with the show through November 27th. But... If you can't catch him in L.A., you can still see the show as it 
uh, Darren crisscrosses, or uh, it'll, it, it'll be without Darren crisscrossing. Oh, I really liked that, though. They need to put that on a poster. Yeah, well, Darren crisscrosses the United States unfor- with Hedwig. Unfortunately, he won't be crisscrossing because uh. he's only with the show until November 27th. So, But if you can't see him here in, in L.A., um, you can st- still see the show um, with its tour- the rest of its touring cast um, as it travels across America, um, and it has dates lined up through July of 2017. So make sure you visit the website and check it out. Um, and yeah, so now I think it's time to listen to our interview with Darren Chris. I'll be a Venus on a chocolate clamshell. I'll see a marshmallow fall. If you got some sugar for me, sugar daddy, bring it home. Welcome back to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast, Darren Chris. Back. This is number three. three. Yeah. A former co-host. I know. That was fun. That was fun. And then you called in to talk about Elsie Fest last year. Mm-hmm. And now you're back because you're in Hedvig. In Hedvig. Angry. Well done. You're supposed to say Hedvig, right? Because it is well, German. Yeah, exactly. Hedvig that is, is German. That's how you would say it. But I guess we don't say München every time we talk about Munich. So but we should. I know. We should. Barcelona or something like that. Barcelona. Yeah. You have to say it with a... Muy macho. With a cotillion. Yes. Um, well, you're here because you are in Hedvig and the Angry Inch that is currently playing at the Pantages Theater in Los Angeles throughout November. It just played in San Francisco mm-hmm. all throughout October. Um, you're no stranger to this show because you played it on Broadway in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that aren't familiar with Hedvig, um, it premiered off-Broadway in 1998, mm-hmm. eventually came back to Broadway, or actually debuted on Broadway in 2014. You were in it in 2015, and now you're back. Mm-hmm. Um, f- for people that aren't familiar with the show and the story, is there a way to sum it up in like 30 seconds? I know it's going to be difficult. No, I know. It's <laughs> tough. Also, because my brain, I just walk. My, my brain is still shut down from, from waking up early. This is, this is like uh, a it's it's a, the first break in my um, otherwise mainly theater time clock of like you know my my life begins at six p.m. go to bed at four and then doing these early things my brain is waking up. So having said that as my disclaimer, so um, the show is about a genderqueer young boy from uh, East Berlin in the in the sixties that's raised uh, in that sort of very tumultuous time for 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 Germany and East Berlin and and the, and the Western world really, and um, he meets a. Uh, American GI that takes him to America by way of a botched sex change operation, which is the um, seemingly only means to get him out of East Berlin. And um, we follow her trials and tribulations in in the city and in, in I mean, excuse me, in in the United States and her living in Junction City and um, meeting a, a a would-be rock star who would eventually basically take all of. Uh, Hedwig's music and inspiration and uh, use that to become a rock star himself. So basically it's about the abandonment on every level of this poor <laughs> person that has been through hell and back again. And it's us um, listening to her story and uh, reliving um, how she's gone through all this terrible, terrible stuff. And that's kind of the the setting of the show itself. The setting of the show is... That was a horrible job. I didn't think no, that was... No, no, no. That's, that's, that's good. That's good. Oh, man. Darren, you're fine. Um, I'm like, Trying. You, you are fine. Um, that'll probably also be in the show. Um, but the, the setting of the show is like a concert and outside, and because we're in Los Angeles, like when you open up the doors on the side of the stage, it's like the Hollywood bowl where 
the person who stole all the great ideas is Did playing you come? the show. No. Okay, cool. Uh, a, a coworker of mine saw it the other night okay, and great. said that it was amazing. Okay. And it's that, only just open. It's and, all right. And that there are moments in the show where it becomes completely silent and the focus is on you. Mm-hmm. And everyone is just enraptured. Like, it's just because, you, because you're so expressive and because you, it's just she was saying it was amazing. So Cool. Good. Evidently, you're awesome in it. Well, you'll yeah, have to there come you go. And see it for yourself and I see will. if she's wrong or if I she's will. right. Um, when they asked you to do this and come back for the touring show, at least for the two months, was this like a no-brainer? You're like, yes, of course yeah, I Yeah, it was. my brain is pretty flexible to the point where not only was it a no-brainer, but I think I almost asked for it because I said the tour was going to go into San Francisco and L.A. for four weeks in each place, which isn't that huge of a, of a commitment. Right. Um, because this is on, there is a touring production that will continue. There is a on national tour, yes, and um, and the and the cast who's taking over is in rehearsal right now, and I look forward to being able to see them when they do it. Um, but I was just going to do L.A. and San Francisco, two cities that I have um, a lot of history with, and a lot of affection for, and a lot of know-how with, uh, which is right. really important for the character because I, you know, I'm from San Francisco, and we did four weeks there, and. I was just sort of thinking when they when they said they were going to go there, I was like, "Why well, dare you to find another person that has as much connection with those two cities?" So um, I'm really really happy I got to take it back there because it was a full circle moment for me being from there. And yeah, so, which is where I, it's where I got hip to Hibbig in the first place. So that was nice. And then L.A., which which I've had an awful lot of history with, of course, in the past several years with my ventures in TV land and etc. Um, it's nice to take it to yeah. It's nice to take this show to Hollywood. Um, and uh, you know that that presents its own uh, fun little gifts uh, as far as topical um, relating points are concerned. So I, I'm, I'm having it's only done four shows, but I'm already having such a blast. Tickets are still available. Uh, more tickets are available towards the shows towards the end of the month. The shows that are playing like right now, um, there's limited seats available. I've already checked on Ticketmaster, oh. so make sure if you're listening, go to Ticketmaster right now and make sure you look at that map very carefully about where to pick your <laughs> seats. Is there a splash zone in the show? Like, do you uh, come out of the out of the stage and like? Like attack uh, people? There, yes. Uh, without giving anything away, yes, there definitely is. A, 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 if be be uh, be bold and warned if you're uh, coming to the show, if you're going to sit in the front row, that's you're definitely going to be a part of it. Um, whether think, you like it or not, whether you like it or not, to, to coin a phrase. There's also um, there was a there was a couple last night who um, I don't think they knew what they were getting into, and they. And they left as a result. Probably season ticket holders for the Pantages and was like, oh, let's go, honey. No, man, I'll tell you what. This has been my favorite story to tell. And this is a brand new one. Oh, good. I, and I haven't told anywhere else. So this gets this. So Billboard gets this. So um, this happened last night. And uh, there's a significant amount of interaction with the audience. And we're used to people reacting in a variety of different ways. And um, very rarely does what I'm about to say happen. Uh, it happens. It's, it's, it's very rare. Uh, so in the beginning of the show, when I kind of see who's in the audience, I can kind of pick and choose who I'm going to mess with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can pick who I'm going to maybe make out with or get pretty physical with. And I typically go for some of the people that um, – I'm not going to say they look game, but I, I want to say they look like people who I can rile up a bit in a, in a fun-loving way. Right. Um, so last night in the, in the front row – there was an older a group, two older older couples, which may have been under the category of what you described as subscribers. People come to the theater a lot. This guy was like, and when I say older, I mean like actually older. Like the guy had a, like a veteran's hat on. Like I think he was in his eighties, like an okay. older gentleman. Um, and his and his and his other and the two older ladies that were with him. 
Um, bless them. They were all smiles and having a great time. So I, I had no complaints about them. But I thought if I went for him, maybe I, I might, like, hurt him. <laughs> I right. Wanna, I, I didn't want to hurt the guy. You're going to break a hip. Exactly. Be good. God forbid. So I went for the more obvious choice at the time, which was on their left, which is house right, was a younger, kind of cool-looking two couples. You know, they front row of Hedwig, you know, from L.A. They must be pretty cool. So I go and do my usual uh, thing, and uh, you have to go to find out what the thing is. Yeah, well, I laid some. Well, I, I laid some smooches on this on one okay. of the guys, and uh, he was not pleased about it. Oops. He was very, very upset, and uh, yeah, he was just like not having it. And uh, I think if I had gone any further, probably wouldn't. It may, might have gotten violent, and he. Um, so I get back on stage, and this only fuels Hedwig's sort of Hedwig's used to this, right? So, um, so I, she started starts digging into him a little bit, and he's he was him and his girlfriend were just so flabbergasted by the whole thing. And I was like, "What show did you think you were going to see? And like, why why the front row? <laughs> you know?" Uh, and so about I'd say maybe ten minutes after this happened, I just saw them kept looking at each other, talking amongst each other very visually giving me cues of like shaking their head and just so not into it that by the time the next number came, they, they left and uh, they just stormed out of the theater. And by the way, to continue with my theme of, you never know, maybe I, maybe like, I don't know their story, you know, so I can't judge whatever happens. You know, there's maybe there's something that happened that was traumatic for him. I don't know. So I can't judge. However, what was funny is that the ones that I thought would be down with it, they went out in a huff and I looked back over to the, the old couple and they were having a blast the whole time. And they were on, on their, their feet, they're shaking their hands around, they were just lifting up their arms. They were they were really incredible. So note to self, go for the old guy. It's well, also it's the perceptions, uh, the preconceived notions that we may have about someone based upon the image that they have or what yeah. they look like. It's don't necessarily very headwig. Yeah. Very, very headwig. Um last thing, uh, and then we'll go, why is Hedwig you know, important to you? Why is the character important to you? And why does the show resonate with you personally? Well, there's a lot of things for me that I really love about Hedwig. Um, the initial stuff, which is the initial hook that will, will get you into it, especially as a, as a young person. I, I heard the soundtrack when I was probably like 14, something years old. The music hits you first because mm-hmm. you just love the songs. And then you start diving into the lyrics and the story. And you go, wow, this is really... It's really heartbreaking. I remember seeing the film, thinking it was so cool. There was an edge to it, and that's all stuff that is the outermost shell of what's interesting to me about the show. And the more I get into it, and the more I see it, and the reason why I think so many people have seen it so many times, myself included, is that there continues to be this um, this discovery that keeps happening um, with the character. There's so many layers, whether it's in the sort of prose of, of the dialogue and, and the monologues that she delivers or in these acting moments when I see other actors do it, I see different things that really resonate me, with me in a different way. But as an actor playing playing Hedwig, um, it's nice to be able to explore so many different things, whether it's the actual logistical things of like, sure, you get to sing some rock music, which is up my alley, um, sure you get to be kind of athletic running around stage which I enjoy I like being a physical actor not just the the, the jumping around in heels thing but the right. actual physicality of what it is to, to be feminine or as masculine as possible I enjoy 
that um, whether it's doing the accents and the silly voices, but um, the sort of emotional acrobatics and the places that it takes you to is is such a joy to experience because rarely in a play do you or anything for both an audience and an actor do you get to really feel this experience in real time of somebody going through something before your very eyes in real time like the the whole show's conceit is that it's happening right now immediately right and that's already something that you feel when you go to a play but you know maybe scenes change time goes by it's not happening right then and there i had a friend last night who came who played the phantom for a while and i was like oh that must have been exhausting and he was like you know what it's a half hour total put up in different sections hmm. and i was like oh i guess i never never thought about it that way right and you know I, hedwig doesn't leave the stage so everything that you experience is a result of what just happened or what is about to happen and being able to feel that catharsis as an actor and with people in an audience is is to me like the highest form of of theater and expression and 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 a, a community experience so um it's just one of the great theatrical pieces available out that that has been the new a new addition to like the great contemporary american theater so to be able to to involve myself with that is is hugely significant and important to me and i keep telling people i'm like very prepared for this being like the greatest role i ever get to play it's just such a good good piece <laughs> you know so that's why it means a lot to me i think with the stuff that resonates with people is so much beyond just the music or or the sexuality stuff or the spiritual stuff there's a there's a human struggle there that at the end of the day a lot of people can relate to and um, a heartbreak that people can really um feel for and maybe even hopefully identify with well uh you can see darren at the pantages theater in los angeles through november 27th um darren is a true musical theater geek um through and through and through and through True and through. True and blue. True, through and true blue. True blue. Baby, I love go you. Blue, I Madonna yeah. quote. There you go. Or sure. go blue, Michigan. Go blue, right? Exactly. I have no it's, idea. It's all relevant. Madonna went to Michigan, so it's all together. But did she go to University of Michigan? I thought oh, yeah. It, oh, so, yeah. You Madonna's have that. there now, I think. Yeah. It's a whole. That, oh, yeah, you're right. She yeah, is. And it digresses legacy. to Madonna as always, every one God, of these damn podcasts. She just upstages Hedwig as much as she could. Oh, that damn Madonna. Yeah. Um, thank you, Darren. Thank you. Two sets of legs they had. Two faces spirit out of one giant head so they could watch all around them as they talked while they read and they never knew nothing of love. Thank you again, Darren, for coming by the office, especially on a show day. Um, he had a show Should that we night. Make a mission to have Darren on the show at least once a year. I think so. If not more, honestly. I think that's doable. <laughs> um, He's kind of like the fourth. Pop Shop uh, co-host. Yeah, Jason and you who started me yeah. and then Darren. Right, yeah, Darren. <laughs> and then, yeah, Jason and Katie and Keith and then Darren. <laughs> totally. Um, it's funny, like we were um, we were talking, I don't know if this didn't make the show, but we were talking um, about this off podcast um, and I, I was saying, you know, I was telling Darren's team that was here, his publicist, I was like, I was actually the first person to write about Darren at Billboard. Even like pre-Glee. Pre-Glee. Like yeah. when he was doing his um, Star Kid uh, college musicals mm. at, at the University of Michigan. Oh, like the, the Harry Potter musical that blew up yes. online. That's the thing that turned him into a viral star. Yes. I actually, the first thing I wrote about was their show, Me and My Dick. <laughs> um, because their, their production, their cast album, 
debuted on our cast albums chart. That's bonkers. Yes, and we are like, this has to be the first time that a student production yeah. charted. And so I interviewed some of the people. I didn't interview Darren then yet. I interviewed some of his cohorts that worked on the show. And then, like, a couple months later, Darren had an EP that he put out. It charted on our Heat Seekers chart. I wrote about it. And then a couple months later, he was on Glee. And then, like, the next year, we had him on the cover of Billboard, which was crazy. Yeah. Um, what so- a trajectory. I know he's 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 had he's 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 done well. He just makes it happen. Um, I want to point out some of the music that you heard. We don't normally do this because usually it's pretty obvious what you're listening to um, as we go in and out of the interviews. Uh, but the 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 snippet of music that you heard going into our interview was a, a really rock rollicking rock rockling. <laughs> it was a broccoli version. That's it. It was a rollicking acoustic performance of the Hedwig song "Sugar Daddy." And that was recorded at a special Q&A event in San Francisco on September 27th with uh, Darren, his co-star, Lena Hall, who is a Tony Award winner for uh, Hedwig. Great interview with Lena on Billboard.com right now. Check it out. Um, And Stephen Trask, who wrote the music and the lyrics to Hedwig. And then the song that you heard coming out of our chat was actually Darren performing here in the office uh, shortly after our interview. And that was him singing the show's The Origin of Love. And he was accompanying himself on acoustic guitar. So now you can see why that song is so great. Um, so that's it for our special episode with Darren. Um, do we have any parting words, Katie? Oh, man. Just, you know, whenever you want the, your seats ready here, Darren, we'll Come set back. up a mic for you every week just in case you drop by whenever you'd like. Come on back. Um, what song should we go out on? Oh, man. We've already had so much great music. Maybe a, a Darren. Are you going to say Teenage Dream? Well, I was going to say maybe a Darren Glee song, but not necessarily Teenage Dream. I mean, it could be. I, I mean, mean, it is the breakthrough song. Oh, heck. I mean. <laughs> He's probably sick of hearing it. At this I point. know. But why not? <laughs> but why not? It's the star. It's it's the song that the turns The star making song. The star making track. All right. Um, we Sorry, will, Darren. We, we, will, uh, we will see you guys uh, next time. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.